Today we get to chat to Kate Shepard. She's a good friend of mine. But the reason I asked you, Kitty Kate, is because I have never seen resilience in the way you can practice, bounce back, love God, fight, start a business with me, be very patient, <laughs> even if I drop out or go, I don't have the time. I don't know where you get your energy from. You're surrounded by so much. You're a mom. You have run many businesses. You've lost money. You've gained some. You've had staff. You've lost them. You've been blamed. You haven't been blamed. Mm -hmm. You are loved. I think you're courageous. I think you're very beautiful. And today I have the honor to have you around my boardroom table. By the way, it's virtual. To everyone listening to the podcast, we're not really <laughs> sitting around a boardroom table. I wish. <laughs> but there was a wow. time that you lost your position at that table because you lost your business. Absolutely. Yes, unfortunately, COVID, uh, COVID killed my business. Uh, I think uh, lots of people lost a lot of things in COVID, unfortunately, Mine, uh, mine was my business. Do, do you think that people, are you to blame? It's your fault. You took away our income. How do you deal with that notion of blame? What I usually find is, is that when we are pioneers and we normally start something, right? Like, let's say I start a new project at work. Uh, everyone will think it's a really crap idea until someone else wants to do it. And then they go, oh, wow, Why didn't I do done. it sooner? Exactly. And meantime, you're the one that pioneered it, that did it first, right? But mm. you had to kind of suck it up so that everyone else's paths look so much better, lighter, nicer, easier. Absolutely. I, th I think... Blame is a horrible, horrible um, word and emotion. And I think in COVID, it was it was a painful time. I think what happened is we were a successful hospitality business. And unfortunately, with zero income coming in, there was only one solution for the business. Uh, there was only one smart decision for the business, and it was closure. I made it quickly and sharply. Um, with lots of advice from extremely experienced people. I still believe in that decision. Many people did not believe that decision because they hadn't processed it fully. And I think in the time that it happened, because it was due to COVID, this fear that was built in this world, people mm -hmm. needed a tangible thing they could blame. And I was that person. So I very much was solely the reason for many people. You know, I, I went from... Being someone who I would have considered friends with quite a few people that I worked with, you know, and uh, a lot of staff I'd had even for like 14 years, um, mm. extremely long period of time. My business had been going for about 17 years. And yeah, in literally about 30 minutes, I went from hero to zero and from, you know, absolute to absolute enemy to, to the devil. Um, and I became the full punching bag for everybody in my business and I think it started uh, you know sort of started kind and I think the more it sunk in that people were going to be losing jobs and going to be going through this motion like we all were I mean I was also losing a job I was losing a lot a lot more than just a job um, but I was I was also losing my career and, and my livelihood so I think it was very much that I was put in the center of the blame and and I took it 
um, I took it hard <laughs> and I also, mm-hmm. I, I also absorbed a lot of it. I said, it's okay. I, I understand that you're, you're extremely angry and frustrated. I answered a lot of people's calls. I always said I was there. I never wanted to be someone who, you know, just switched my phone off and ignored everyone, said they could phone me, but I was still very much that, that person. And it was extremely hard. There's no one other way to say it than that. You arrive in South Africa and you decide to stay. This is your holiday. Yeah. You start a small business that becomes an empire that eventually employs so many people and you create the most beautiful events for big corporates. I mean, I'm thinking of the polo. I sat on one of those couches, okay? I was like, (laughs) who's responsible for this? This is amazing. (laughs) And you were. Yeah, you and your business and your company. Who who were you back then? Oh, I was a lot more confident. I tell you that. (laughs) I thought I was the bee's knees. (laughs) I thought I ran the world. I must be honest. I think, you know, I mean, I'm a bit more humble than that. But I, I I think, (laughs) I think you are. I, I, I think I thought I'd. Listen, I do, I do suffer with imposter syndrome. So I never actually realized quite how big we were or how successful we were until it kind of all went bust, I think. And that was a big realization for me, understanding who I was, who the business was. We, we grew tremendously from absolutely nothing from a garage and a home office to, you know, 2,500 square meters in Cape Town, thousand in Joburg, masses of stock, 50 staff, you know, doing nationwide, lots of couches, lots, lots, tables, lots, umbrellas. Yes. We, we expanded. I'm missing balloons at one point. Oh, no, don't, don't say balloons. No, we don't. Uh, no, no. I think, yeah, we, we, we were custom. We did everything like mm. uniquely. I mean, we lived the brand, um, which was completely different. And I think we built that to be a really well-renowned business in our industry. We stretched out into interiors and into design. We basically became a design space for many people and trusted advisors to many of the, the events industry. So yeah, we were in a very good place. <laughs> If you look at everything, right, if you look at your dignity, your family, uh, the amount of money you had, um, your space, all the stock, right, Mm. it's worth millions. Out of all of that, what was your biggest loss? Good question. Biggest loss. I I think at the time it was very much my community of of people. It was the the people and the staff. That's a pity. Mm. And I, and I think that still hurts today. I, I kind of also feel like because we've all sort of sectioned off back into the industry, I feel like we could be such amazing colleagues and industry what? like camaraderie and we could work together again. But I think it's beyond that. And that saddens me. I think I'm not really one for burning bridges and I always kept my door open, but I think it was, mm-hmm. it got very nasty very quickly. So yes, I'm sad to have lost friend. I think, yeah, obviously financial is, is bleak. Um, I think loss of the future was my biggest um, heartbreak, um, loss of where I thought I was going to be and what I thought I was going to be and where I thought we were going to be. I just registered the UK business, so we were planning to expand to the UK. I got this amazing vision for the next 10 years. So to lose that was almost more of a loss than to lose the sort of 17 years of hard work, for sure. I always say that my intention with these conversations were never to show how 
poor, down and out we are or were. But it is so important and significant to show my daughters that when we run a business, a career, life, that it doesn't go well all the time. And that's why I ask those questions. So what, what does encourage you? I will never forget. I was on the highway on the N1 driving to the radio station in COVID times and I phoned to encourage you. But instead, <laughs> you encouraged me. You know, oh, five minutes before that, I was stopped by a soldier in the road who asked me for my paperwork and my license or something. And I was on my work having to speak to millions of people on a radio station to motivate them in the hardest possible time where we didn't even understand what is happening to our health, home, mm. our environment and to our God. We were like, this is the end of the world. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. can see your affirmations. I can see how you run your life and your household. I can see how you raise your daughter and your son. I can see how you love God. It's in the coolest possible way that I've ever seen. Like it's it it looks glamorous when you pray, man. It, it's like it's different. It's like uh, Kate's like I'm I'm gonna pray for you, okay? And then you're like, yes. Pray in your English accent, that one. You know? I think that's what's Surely. that's cheating you. <laughs> Surely God hears you now. Yeah. You know? Like what what is that? What is that get up attitude of I'm down, but I'm gonna I'm gonna send my friend a pink meme that says God loves you and harness your inner what's that quote you send me? Harness your inner energy or something. I was like, really? You want me to harness my inner bar? You know, what? what is that? Uh, I mean, I, I always talked in COVID about the three Fs for me. Um, I mean, obviously, faith is a big thing, which we can talk about. But I mean, focus is huge. What you focus on, what, what you choose to focus on. Yeah. Obviously, family without a doubt. I'm extremely fortunate. Not only do I have totally rad parents, but I have a completely supportive husband and two super cool kids. So <laughs> family and friends for sure. So all the Fs, but focus was huge. And you were a big part of that as well. You know, we chose the word joy and like that was massive, you know, joy, focusing on the word joy, focusing and choosing yeah. a word that is not the F for failure, <laughs> but mm. it was, it was joy. And it, you know, for me, what I then intentionally did is choose positive words and choose to focus on those and look at those. I had them stuck <laughs> in random places and had them on my phone, save them as screensavers, like just these little reminders all the time of kind of positive, um, reassurance because I was not in a good place at all and I could have spiraled and it could have been extremely bad but I think that focus was crucial you always wear the most beautiful lipstick every time I see you <laughs> under a mask over a mask <clears throat> in the car you'll catch Kate in her pajamas man she'll have <laughs> She'll have like a side comb in her hair, but she'll be wearing lipstick. Okay. Totally. And 
<laughs> Friend, you always come across like you have it all together, even in the times when it's really, really hard. I remember FaceTiming with you the one night and I was complaining about one of our, I don't know, business fails or something. <laughs> you know how I complain. <laughs> and Kate was in the middle of turmoil. Yes. And on a Friday night while I was doing praise before and I called you up and you were sitting with a glass of champagne and you said to me, yeah, so. <laughs> how did I sound? <laughs> That's my Do the accent. English accent. Do it. <laughs> who holds who holds a space for you and who do you think if you could build a new team right now, right? You have access to any personality. Who would you have around your boardroom table? Because here's the thing, me and you have done projects together and I hate being told what to do. But when you <laughs> tell me what to do. I take it mm. and I value your opinion and your love and your talent so much. God knows mm. I will hold your ladder until the end of time because I believe that you have so much, you have so much to give to the world. Yeah. And who would you, who would you put around that boardroom? God gives you another opportunity to build your team and to start up your new business. Who's around your boardroom table? <sighs> Can I say no one? <laughs> no. You can? No, I think, listen, I definitely have thought differently about this, you know, since before I had Mancos and Xcos and, you know, we, we mm. had boards and, you know, external advisors and it was a, a big operation. And I think sometimes you lose focus that way. I think the most important thing is to surround yourself with extremely uplifting and encouraging advisors. I think it's very hard in this world to find authentic people who have no ulterior motive. Mm. So I think finding those authentic connections in people is important. So I think for me, it's about community. It's about like-minded people. I was extremely fortunate that I was part of a, a organization called the EO, Entrepreneurs Organization, right. which I'm sure I've spoken to you about a bajillion times. Yes. And although not everybody in that organization is particularly like me or anything like me, there's not one person in there like me, they are still like-minded. Mm -hmm. And that community of women and even men are just so incredibly inclusive, incredibly kind, and always putting your needs first. And I just find it a very amazing thing to surround yourself with people who are on the same page as you, but have no gain. So that's, mm. that's really valuable. Um, and I also just believe in finding the right mentors, finding the right advisors around you. I think I will not probably build a internal team for a long time, but I'm building a community. Um, my new business is called Collective, a collective, Rebel Collective. And it's to build that collective of people. Um, around so that they are just strong, independent, like-minded people. To everyone who's listening, they know who you were, but who the hell are you now? <laughs> Good question. Um, no, I, I have been fighting the urge very much because I was obviously quite tarnished by the industry. So I sort of have, have um, tippled in many areas, including our beautiful gifting business, which I still think mm. is 
a beautiful, beautiful sentimental business. Mm. Um, but now I'm very much back into uh, <laughs> design, back into spatial design, commercial, um, homes, hospitality, interior design, creating spaces again, making places look beautiful and um, trying to choose really like really, really special clients that I connect with. Because for me, what I've really realized through this whole thing is that it's all about relationships. And even though they're the first thing that hurt you, you know, when I lost the business, it was the relationships that hurt the most, not mm. the loss of the stuff, not the loss of the space. It was the human relationships. It was also the one thing that kept me going. So knowing that, keeping those relationships together is what's brought me through and is now bringing me new business. So definitely, uh, I'm now building again, but in a leaner, meaner, stronger way. <laughs> it just gave me the idea that that COVID for your business was like a fire. You mm -hmm. know, it destroyed the entire warehouse with, God forbid, the people were in there. Mm. Maybe they should have. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about the ones that weren't that kind. But it yeah. is a joke. Look, haha. -ha. <laughs> um, if you could rescue one item from that warehouse, the sheriff came and he says, "Hey, lady, save one item <laughs> from Ooh, the warehouse that's, that's really about to burn down." What would you have saved? Because I've seen your couches. There's no, that no. blue one that I wanted. What did they do with this stuff? Oh, they oh, don't get me started. They auctioned it at like next to nothing. They probably sold that couch for 200 grand. But anyway, that's, that's, a, that's very, another that's another I'm fight I'm dealing now. with. But oh. um, I don't know. Can I be 100% honest with you? I don't know if yeah. I've saved anything. Really? Mm. Not even I, the table with the gold legs. <laughs> <laughs> I just I as much as I adored what we'd built. I actually had a really special dream the other night where all I've been holding on to for the last two years is what I've lost. And the dream I had the other night, I was busy planning the current concert, uh, like projects that I'm on at the moment. And I was back in that warehouse, back with the team, back with, you know, we were loading a truck. They were, you know, manufacturing, painting stuff. We, I was in it and I just felt such anxiety. And I kind of just felt like, what? I don't want this anymore. I don't, I don't want this massive warehouse with these people this is not the future anymore the future is very different covid has completely changed the landscape of so much and i remember thinking for the first time actually i don't want what i had anymore mm. which was a massive because for me all i've been holding on to is what i've lost so now to kind of be in that and say actually i don't want any of that i want to focus on the future focus on you know building something quite different but still very much me so i wouldn't save a thing <laughs> really it's all old now it doesn't matter <laughs> except for the blue couch i had a yeah. dream about the blue couch okay <laughs> <laughs> if there's a quote that you want to leave us with uh, an affirmation what would it be so funny because that's a hard question. I mean, I post a quote like every second day. I know. That's very, very hard for me. If you if you follow Kate, she does this thing called Palm that yeah. has got amazing stories and affirmations and conclusions. So so it's yeah. almost like a Sunday message that you can share with your family. Yeah. 
that was an amazing process for me because I just felt so compelled to do it. And like everywhere I went, I saw these palm trees and I'm like, all right, all right. You know, I, I get the picture. <laughs> and I just started this palm thing and I started this kind of like whatever emotion I felt very much in that moment, which was, I think, quite relatable at the time. We were all going through mm -hmm. something similar and I just wrote about it. It was never like, oh, I would journaled for days and I thought about it. It was very much like an impulsive thing. <laughs> So, I wish I, I think, journaled for days. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so quite wise, it's hard. But I actually, I laughed because on the way here, I know you said like, think of a quote. And I was like, oh no, how am I going to pick one? And I got here and I, and I wrote down some notes earlier, which I've not even read one of. And as I, I put, <laughs> as I picked up the book, this thing fell out of my, this, this card fell out of oh, my gosh. thing. And I was like, you are good. And it is exactly the most perfect little thing. So I'm actually going to read it because it was just like so completely perfect for today so it's one of those it's like a little motivational thing it just says perseverance on it and it says in the confrontation between the river and the rock the river always wins not through strength but by perseverance mm 